As healthcare evolves, staying ahead of technology trends is essential for practitioners and leaders around the world. As we navigate through the complexities of digital transformation, the big questions keep coming up. How can artificial intelligence shape the future of healthcare? What does sustainability look like in our industry? And as we move forward, what are the next big topics and innovations that healthcare professionals need to be aware of? On the show today is Hal Wolf, president and CEO of HIMSS, who advocate for the transformation of healthcare through information and technology. And in this episode, we talk about key highlights and must-see speakers and topics at the upcoming HIMSS 24 and critical issues that they address, the role of artificial intelligence in healthcare, its current impacts and future potentials, and an overview of the modernised infram and its significance for healthcare leaders. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech, featuring content and community about technology and healthcare. We acknowledge the traditional owners of lands these conversations were recorded and pay respect to elders past and present. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or ten minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. G'day, Hal. How are you going? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we could find a time that align, aligns on uh, both sides of the world. I'm excited to have a chat with you um, about healthcare globally and the exciting things happening at HIMSS as well. But firstly, it might be great to get you to um, provide a bit more context. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do and, and HIMSS as well. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with myself. Um, I'm Hal Wolf. I'm president and CEO of HIMSS, which is the Health Information Management and Systems Society. It's a global nonprofit uh, with a little over 125,000 members um, across the world. We're very proud of that. We've grown tremendously in the last few years. Um, our mission statement is to reform the global health system through the power of information and technology. And our vision statement is to realize the full health potential of every human everywhere. I've had the honor of leading hymns over the last six years, now into my seventh year, and have been in healthcare and starting in healthcare IT 20 years ago. So, and hymns has been a big part of that journey for me. I served on the board for four years before I had the honor of taking on this role. And Amazing. HIMSS started in 1961. It started in academic medical centers and then grew uh, tremendously across North America and then has grown incredibly across the globe in the last four years. Definitely a global presence and awareness and, um, you know, known for community and information and events and all the things that are important to bring the, the healthcare system together. 
Um, I saw uh, recently a rather significant announcement around a collaboration that Hims has had with Informer Markets as well. I'd love to like just building on that then, and the the I guess the legacy and history of Hims, and then this this new collaboration with Informer. Tell me a little bit more about that and what that means. Yeah, it it was a really big uh, decision. It was something that was on our strategic roadmap actually for the last five years, and that we found the right partner. Um, Hims operates a number of events around the globe, and the biggest one is in fact the global conference, the Hims Global Conference. We operated for twenty five plus years, and it's done very, very well. It had a huge comeback in 23, over 33,000 people coming back in, which was a big deal after the uh, pandemic, as you can imagine. Um, but we always wanted to be able to take a step back, if you would, on the operational side of the global conference itself. It takes tremendous amount of internal resources in focus, we're very good at focusing on the content side of it. And we did a tremendous job on the operation side, but again, a lot of resources. And what we wanted to do is to be able to find a global partner that could operate large scale events that would understand the value of HIMS content and its membership and help us focus and grow in those areas of membership value. And we entered into discussions for about a year and then we had discussions with Informa, and we really felt that we found an amazing partner, someone who could understand and and operate things at scale. I think you were just at Arab Health um, this past week, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is also you know operated by yeah. Informa, so they have a a methodology and a capability to bring a lot of incredible experience to the uh, people who attend to the market suppliers and just to general functions and our expertise on the content side, the panels, the education and the forward thinking thought leadership, which HIMSS is known for. So we've been working together now since August and the announcement that took place and we just couldn't be more pleased. Uh, sure. It's actually gone smoother than we expected. There were a number of people from HIMSS that went over to Informa to help and to work with them and be Informa employees. And, you know, working through, and now I think we're about five weeks away from global conference. We're getting really excited. Yeah, I like that. It's the you know you've still obviously got the um, focusing on the core for hymns and really adding value to to members in that side and building that strong collaborative partnership. Then and allowing groups to do what they do best. I guess that's how I've kind of interpreted that because, uh, as you say, you know, Informer they they do very big events very well from what I can tell. I can't even organize a barbecue with half a dozen mates on the weekend, but I can't even imagine how um, uh, the logistics of pulling something together like that. So so partnering with the right people there sounds pretty pretty critical and and, and important, obviously, for you too, because you've got the uh, the global conference coming up, HIMS 24. I've had a little bit of a look around and getting a bit of a sneak peek into speakers and topics and everything. I'd love to hear from you about, you know, what, we can expect from attending Hymns 24? Yeah, I think you're going to find Hymns 24 incredibly stimulating. Um, the presence on a global basis of policymakers, both from the United States, Canada, uh, Europe in particular, Asia, is quite impressive this year. And it comes at a remarkable time. Uh, we're looking at legislation, whether you're looking in the European market, you're looking in 
the Asia PAC, you're looking at the United States around AI, data, security. All of these things are happening. And at the same time, you're going to see the usual um, and amazing keynotes are going to be coming from CEOs of healthcare systems, um, pharma companies, uh, different uh, ministries, as we talked about before. But there's some really functional areas in healthcare that are the focus point. I think we're all figuring out, again, how to utilize AI as a tool and understanding the many layers it can be involved in along with machine learning. We're thinking about cybersecurity as a critical function. Um, the adoption and sustainability is a big issue as well this year. So you're going to see um, a number of areas really focusing on the outcomes, quality and access to data and information. It's going to be, as usual, a real society um, event. And that's really the key to HIMSS. It makes it so uniquely different from any other um, healthcare event really in the world. It's right there in the name of society. It's mm. a multidisciplinary environment. It really attracts everything from doctors to nurses to technician, you know, to people in IT and to operations, finance. They all come to share, learn, exchange ideas, hundreds of panels that are put on by members, um, incredible panels on stage and keynotes. So it, it should be quite an event this year in Orlando. Yeah. I think um, you you touched on some really good points there in terms of hot topics within the ecosystem that would be on the mind of anyone working in healthcare right now around the world. In particular, you mentioned AI as a tool. Um, I'd love to unpack that a little bit more in terms yeah. of how you're thinking about how AI is, is going to really shape the landscape now because it's certainly the hot topic. Yeah, I, I, I stole a line, if you would, from one uh, amazing person from the French delegation at a WHO meeting last year talking about the fact that AI is a tool, not a target. So it's an important step because it has a lot to do with the mindset. But let's take a step back if we can. Healthcare has some really significant challenges in front of we have an aging population that continues to grow. We have significant staff shortages at the clinician level globally, and that gap continues to grow. We have a tremendous amount of financial strain, which is happening on healthcare systems. And we have a consumer market that is used to doing a lot of things by themselves at home through their phone and they want connectivity more than they want a face-to-face -face encounter. What can I do within the four walls of my home versus a three-hour journey for a 20-minute or 10-minute um, event inside a particular clinic, if you're, yeah. if you're lucky enough to get to a clinic? So geographic displacement being set aside, really what's happening is healthcare is looking for solutions that can do amazing uh, predictive modeling, can do healthcare monitoring at the individual level and really help the clinicians and help the hospitals and the clinics themselves create, if you would, an electronic triage system that allows um, for them to be able to judge, well, this, this is a person I need to see now versus routine care that can be done on a monitoring basis through devices that may be in someone's home or on their hand or in a phone or whatever the case may be. So AI plays a critical role in that, artificial intelligence of looking at data, trying to find uh, capabilities or make predictive modeling suggestions uh, to clinicians, et cetera, 
that would be able to look up and say, I need to act on this patient at this time. If you would identify the anomaly before it occurs, which is what healthcare is. Mm. You know, healthcare is about what is an anomaly and at the individual level, how do you identify it? Something's gone wrong or is about to, and how do I fix it? So AI can help with that predictive modeling. So I think what we're saying is just a lot of people playing with it, little tiny doses sometimes in applications in the background, uh, using it for operational efficiencies. And then at the highest level where people have natural and appropriate concerns is when it gets into the predictive modeling of suggestions for care, how do we do that in a proper way and an orderly way and so that it's transparent at the same time? So those are some of the multi-layers of AI. I threw a lot at you. I apologize. But I think it's um, it's really a unique space right now. Yeah, no, it is. And and um, yeah, similar thinking in terms of those those different layers or, or applications of AI in um, in a healthcare setting. And there's there's probably some quick wins or some easier not easier applications, but but less friction behind the scenes. But then as we move up that chain to the closer it gets to to the patient care side, there's certainly opportunity. But I guess the need for standards and, and education and information available. And I think about the role of HIMS in that then um, just generally in healthcare informatics and information systems and everything. That's that's something that HIMS does quite a lot. And I've seen um, that you've also recently just shifting tracks a little bit, you've you've also launched is it the modernized infram? I'd mm-hmm. love to understand the model a little bit more, particularly for our, our hospital folk or our, our um, data geeks out there, but also that what it means for healthcare leaders in particular about this modernized Infram and what that's about. Yeah. So so Infram is one of the maturity models that HIMSS uh, makes available throughout the world. You know, we're a global nonprofit and we do make it available and people can actually access it for very little to do assessments and validations um, to test their systems. Infrastructure model really has been a two-year um, effort to think about what is the backend systems necessary and critical, if you would, for the development of system platforms and for operational leads with a major focus on cybersecurity adoption of new technologies, sustainability around the eco input of the backend systems, fundamental performance of an infrastructure and the healthcare system itself, and then the outcomes that are achieved by it. And how do you develop the backend? So like all of our maturity models starting at level zero and then working their way up to level seven, any system can follow what is in effect a tremendously laid out strategic capability that a lot of people just don't have access to without that ability to understand what's going on around them. So, so Enfram has really been um, just an incredible focus for us. You know, we updated our electronic medical record maturity model, MRAM, in 22, launched it in 23. Uh, we're not numbering the Enfram update, but it is really quite brilliant and people who have been taking it, working on it in the beta section have just been thrilled with the outcomes. So there'll be a number of um, sessions at the HIMS Connect booth on Infram uh, during the global conference and of course on the website at hims.org, et cetera. Amazing. Well, I look forward to 
when I'll be there at Hymns 24 in Orlando, I'll definitely be popping by to check out some of those sessions because I can I can see the um, uh, definite use case there. I was thinking too, uh, you mentioned in when you were speaking about um, the different topics and themes that you, you expect to see discussed at, at Hymns, you mentioned sustainability. And I think about a little bit historically, this topic of sustainability, it's one that certainly is taken seriously at a at a board level and it's important that it's incorporated into you know your annual statements to demonstrate that you know we're we're um uh, building a sustainable organization i i get the vibe that in the last couple of years maybe in the even in the last two or three years in particular in the digital health space depending on the circles you run it certainly has come to the surface as a a, a topic that is um uh, much more important to more important than ever to uh, prioritize. When we're in this digital space and we're talking about healthcare innovation, where do you see these opportunities to focus on sustainability, and why is it such a big issue? Yeah, it's it, it's a great question because really we have to start with the word sustainability itself. Um, the the tricky part in healthcare is that we use sustainability three different ways. And so let's get to the environmental impact on sustainability in just a moment, which is is really our soup du jour. But there are two sustainabilities that come before it. One, and this started 20 years ago, literally, was sustainability of primary care. We were very concerned about the collapse of primary care. And we used to talk about, well, we have to be able to sustain primary care. And as a number of physician leaders used to say, what a dismal way to think of a practice, right? I, my goal is to sustain it, mm. not improve it, not to drive it, not to make it exciting, not to, I just want to sustain, right? right. So, so there's a sustainability of individual disciplines within healthcare that are under tremendous levels of assault. Primary care is certainly one of them. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help. Yes, you to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness, 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or 10 minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. The next is a massive concern, which is sustainability of healthcare systems themselves. A number of healthcare systems are hitting a wall. They're hitting a wall financially. They're hitting a wall in terms of access to enough clinicians to take care of the populations that they're accountable for and their citizens. And that level of sustainability is kind of this big picture, if you would, that's going to hit it. 
And then we're also looking at this critical component of sustainability within carbon emissions and the environmental impact. And when you look at healthcare overall, globally, 5.2% of carbon emissions come from the healthcare sector. And in the United States, always looking to be number one, it's 8.5%, right? So tongue in cheek in terms of that terrible number. But the fact of the matter is, is that we are consuming a tremendous amount of electricity, consumption of resources in order to sustain on the IT side, the practices is where M-Prime starts to get into it. Now that, that piece of it now starts to take on really interesting questions. And I was having a conversation just this morning um, with some folks from the European Commission and the legislation that's moving through the EU at this time. And they're literally looking at it down to the application level. How do we encourage the utilizations of applications that reduce the amount of um, capacity from a computing standpoint, electricity standpoint, consumption standpoint? Because the more electricity that's consumed, the higher the carbon emissions on the backside. And part of the reason the United States has this significant increase over most in terms of carbon emissions is that we've been in the game on electronic medical records and backend systems at scale much more than other countries until now. But with data space taking place in Europe, which is the funding of a lot of backend infrastructure, this is really being thought of in the forefront. So we see sustainability on the carbon emissions side And the development of applications to be, if you would, energy conscious as a critical part of the strategy in order to support the operational transformation that has to take place at healthcare systems just to sustain their basic practices. So it's a dueling sustainability uh, where one is going to be a derivative of the other. The sustainability in the ecosystem will be a derivative of the redesign of backyard healthcare systems that are having to do that just as a sustained practice and to take care of all the patients that they have. Absolutely. I, I, my mind does immediately go to the environmental impact, I guess, on sustainability. But as you suggest, that the term is one that we use regularly in healthcare to speak about the structures we have in place, the delivery of care and, and, and how we do that. And it's all, it's all intertwined. And, and you're right, as we increase computing power and, and, and increase our, our focus on devices that are electronically powered and, and emit um, carbon. It's, it's in an industry like healthcare that has such a positive societal impact, being close, closely aligned with the impact, uh, in a, in a, hopefully in a positive way on, on sustainability uh, on all levels would be, would be mission critical, I imagine. Yes, it is. And, and, and you're touching on something in your, in your comment that is so absolutely correct, which is you know, there's nothing in healthcare that stands alone, mm. right? This is an interwoven uh, ecosystem. So a doctor cannot stand alone. A doctor has to have a lot of components around them. A nurse has to have a lot of components around them. IT professionals need a lot of components around them. So when you look at moving something through healthcare, when you look at changing a carbon footprint. It's never as easy as, well, we'll just have better servers. You have to think strategically about where's the data coming from? How am I going to access it? What does that infrastructure need to look like? How do I do it securely? And that's that takes strategy at the operational level. 
And it also takes the classic triangle, people, process, and technology. And those three have to go together to really figure out what you're going to do in order to impact sustainability. And it takes literally, if you would, the old adage, it takes a village, but it takes the entire global health ecosystem working collaboratively with each other. And that's why so many people come to hymns because it's that one place that it actually occurs on a global basis. I was just thinking that as you were saying it, you know, so crucial that, um, and we talk about it on the on the podcast all the time about the importance of collaborating with different stakeholders. A lot of stakeholders in healthcare that that are required to be able to deliver care effectively, and this strategic thinking is is um, crucial. But it's not something you can always do within the the busy day to day. So being able to network with colleagues from around the world at a particular uh, location like hymns would be um, a good investment of time and and everything so I can I can see the value there if I think about then for as we start to close out the conversation then looking ahead and, and thinking about what's what are the priorities for hymns a, a lot on the agenda and a lot of moving parts but how are you all pulling together what can we look forward to seeing from hymns this year and beyond yeah well you know I think we started talking about it but remember there's there's literally the tech and the business of it. So Venture Connect has been redesigned. This is one of the great advancements that Informus brought in. There is an immense matching capabilities to make sure that we can connect startups with investors and individuals that are looking to find the right solutions. A new mobile app has been brought forward again through our great partnership with Informa. They've just done an amazing job. That literally you can say, get me to single sign-on. You know, and it'll give you a list of places where they will show you where single sign-on uh, is capable of being witnessed and seen and give you guidance to get there, including a map. Uh, we're looking at kiosks that will come up and make recommendations to you based on where you've been at the conference, what might be of interest that's about to start from a presentation or a panel standpoint. We have a number of healthcare and hospital groups and leaders, whether it's Mayo Clinic or uh, Cleveland Clinic representations of GVM from Italy, you know, all across the globe, they're going to be represented at the global conference. And of course, there's always the education and the research components, whether it's Yale, Harvard, Columbia, uh, Duke, you know, Mass General, as well as universities from um, Europe that are participating. It's, it's pretty great. And then you look up and you see, the, again, the classic representation at the government level. And everything from national institutions, whether it's the Health VA, uh, the Veterans Group, the Office of National Coordinator uh, of Health Information Technology, you know, and also the policymakers, either from Congress, the EU, um, and and many other countries from around the globe. So we're pretty excited about it. It's, it's, it's always this piece. When people come to Kim's for the first time, they always look up and go, wow, there's so much, <laughs> you know. How, how do I navigate it? Yeah. And we always tell people, look, you know, the first time you come, just be aware that it's a little overwhelming because there's so much to do. Come in with a game plan. What do you want to focus on, right? What do you want to learn? Because literally every subject in healthcare, uh, largely speaking, that touches health IT is going to be around over 1,000 people, uh, 1,000 companies exhibiting you know, 35,000 plus people attending. It, it's really quite amazing. And in this year in particular, Orlando with the, all the new digital displays that's been brought in, I think people are going to find it very 
energizing. Well, it'll be my first hymns experience for sure. I'm looking forward to attending, and I'll I'll be wearing comfy shoes. Let's put it that way. That oh, listen, uh, thank you for that. Um, this is not the place to try new shoes. <laughs> this this actually happens every year. I'm going to be really you know really okay. about it. Yep. Every year, someone goes out and <laughs> buys brand new shoes for brand for new him. shoes, and you're going to do. And I'm not kidding. 15, 20, sometimes 25,000 steps a day. Yeah, right. Okay. Cool. I mean, you're, you're really, and you're walking fast, you're getting from one place to another. And by the time you're meeting your colleagues yes. in the bar or the pub or the restaurant, or even in the hallways of the hotels, mm. which by the way, is where a lot of the great conversations take. I agree. Right. Yeah. As you can imagine. As we would say where I'm from, those dogs are barking. <laughs> so- so I, I have my pair of shoes that are ready to go. Yeah. Uh, they're broken in and they're polished. <laughs> and I've got them set aside so nothing happens to them. Definitely yeah. wear comfortable shoes. Plus, we've got, you know, Universal Studios and Walt Disney World and all the accompaniments that parties will be taking place at, depending upon where you go. And Orlando itself, which is actually a fun place to visit. So... I think it's going to be, you know, quite the stage this year. I'm really looking forward to seeing the crowds that show up and there's a lot to talk about. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to capturing a lot of the content there at the event to bring back on the podcast, but hopefully see a lot of people um, there and hopefully from Australia too. It's uh, worth the trip over to to check it out. So we'll put the details for hymns in the show notes of this episode. We'll make sure this episode's out in time for people to get themselves ready. Hal, I appreciate you making the time in the lead up to Hymns 24 and all the cool things that are coming up. Thanks so much for having a chat. Uh, thank you so much for having me and we'll look forward to seeing you in Orlando in a few weeks. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June, and I personally read every submission. In fact, if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks. And I'll even buy your coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Health Tech. Make sure you like and subscribe and share this episode with someone who might find it valuable. For more information and resources about healthcare innovation, visit talkinghealthtech.com. 